It's the e-commerce master plan podcast here to help you solve your marketing problems and grow your e-commerce business. Cutting through the hype to bring you inspiration and advice from the e-commerce sector and beyond. Here's your host, Chloe Thomas. Hello, welcome to today's podcast. I'm Chloe. It's awesome to have so many of you out there listening. I hope you are having a good day in e-commerce land. In this episode today, I'm talking to the owner and founder of a business who seriously values the culture and the values of the business and has used it to grow to, grow to a very substantial business size. You're going to hear about how important the team is. You're going to hear about the delivery. You're going to hear a little bit about some buy now, pay later payment options that they're using. And as well as hearing from my main guest, you're also going to hear some nuggets from one of her team who uh, who joins us at certain points during the interview too. So there's lots to take in on this one. It's quite inspiring, but also got lots of top tips in there too. Before we get into that, please do check out the sponsors. This episode is brought to you by SendPro Online from Pitney Bowes. Shipping and mailing from your desk has never been simpler than with SendPro Online from Pitney Bowes. With SendPro Online, it's just click, send and save for as low as $4.99. That's $4.99 a month. Try it free for 30 days and get a free £10 scale when you visit pb.com forward slash masterplan. That's pb.com slash masterplan. And now to introduce today's special guest. Margaret Larson is the founder and managing director at Sustainable Furniture, an online furniture business based just 30 minutes away from where I am right now down in Cornwall. In the past year, they've won a plethora of awards for both the quality and eco-friendliness of their products. Founded in 2007, they now process seven to 800 orders a month and have sales in excess of £3.5 million annually. Hello, Margaret. How are you doing today? Today. Hi, Chloe. Really good, thank you. Thanks for having me um, along with interviewing. It's great to have you have you on the show. I always like, you know, just the Cornishness in me. I like to have a Cornish guest on, especially when it's such an awesome story as yours. So, how did you get started in e-commerce in the first place? Okay, I worked for um, a company selling garden furniture online. I headed up the sales in that particular business, and I noticed that um, as I was picking up sales calls. I noticed that there was a very keen interest in people asking questions like, so where's, where does the timber come from? Um, is it um, ethically sourced? And it was a very difficult time because people were asking questions that really I didn't know the answers to. So I started doing some research and managed to find the answers and realized that really there's a little bit of a niche there and a little bit of an opening for me to set up my own business, labeling it sustainable furniture which is what I ended up doing. Um, so I worked for that company for three years, cutting my teeth on the sales and on what to buy and how to buy, and um, decided to go over to Indonesia myself and um, so that I could do the due diligence regarding the sustainability, because as you can imagine, it's quite a controversial country um, as far as sustainability is concerned. Yeah, there's a lot of boxes you need to tick when you're saying you're sustainable as well, aren't there? You can't. It's not like you just say it's blue. It's it's a little bit more complicated than that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you've got to you've not only. I mean, you can get certification in Indonesia, but it was back then. It was very difficult because there were forgeries of certification flying around right, left, and centre. So you really had to go and visit the visit the um, the places where the furniture is made and make sure for yourself that um, you know make sure that the numbers are written on the trees and there's proper due diligence done with um, all the timber out there that, that we were purchasing. 
And then obviously the certification comes on board as well. You soon got to know who to trust and who not to trust. You know, there, there are some dodgy characters out there, as you can imagine. And, um, and, and by meeting them and seeing their workforce, you get the picture, you know, you get the understanding of where they're coming from. Um, so it was the only way to do it back then. So yeah, that, that was that was how we sort of like, that's how I started off really, um, started off the idea just by working for someone else and seeing that there was a, a, a niche. So I, I know there's a lot of furniture retailers out there who've been going for many years who find selling online incredibly difficult compared to selling face-to-face as they used to. For you, was it obvious from day one that this was going to be an online business? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, online businesses for how many years is it? 11, 12 years ago, you know, online businesses were quite in the embryo stages. But for me, it was quite clear that that was the way things were going to go. And, you know, with overheads on the high streets rising, even back then, you know, you could, you could um, even charity shops starting started to appear in high streets, sort of back then, soon became pretty clear that overheads are a massive factor. And to be honest, it's a much nicer business, I, I believe, an online business compared to a, a retail business because it's um, it's just more relaxing. You know, we here at Sustainable, we, you know, the girls bring their dogs in and we have a good laugh. And, you know, we just, we, it's an, much more of an enjoyable business, I think, an online business than at the retail sector. Yes, you certainly, if you were running an actual furniture store, you certainly couldn't have the dogs coming in because I think, you know, Brand new sofas in a showroom covered in dog hair is probably not what the customer's wanting to see, is it? That's exactly right. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> so yeah. um, where in the world are you and where are you selling to? Which I know I've kind of partly answered the first one already. We're in um, Middle South Cornwall on the outskirts of St. Hostel, a little hamlet um, area in the clay country, actually, as it's called down here, you know, where the um, sort of like white pyramids are or have been in the past. Exactly, the White Alps. And, you know, so we, we operate from quite a, quite a rural location and we have, um, it's a 2.2 acre site with plenty of warehouses on it. It's full of warehouses and we still haven't got enough, by the way. <laughs> um, and we also have a nice, we also have a nice office building as well um, where we um, where we sort of like do the mission control from. So, um, yeah, Middle South Cornwall, um, but we do um, transport furniture all over the UK. And um, actually, in, we get many, many European inquiries, even though we don't lobby Europe, you know, plenty of European inquiries, probably, I don't know, four or five a month or something like that. But actually, we also get, you know, inquiries from America and Australia we've had as well, bizarrely, which, you know, the, the transport, obviously, to those sorts of locations just make it not, not, not right. But we do get inquiries from those sorts of places as well. So we're, we're, we're prepared to talk to anyone, Chloe. Sell to anyone. I like it. Uh, but the main focus is that UK market. Exactly. Yes. Yes. And what platform do you sell on? Are you a Shopify, a Magento or something bespoke and, and are you using the marketplaces? Yeah. Yeah. We, we um, sell via Magento too. We've just upgraded our websites um, to the new Magento sites, Magento 2. Congratulations. Because I know that's that's a big old hurdle people are trying to get over at the moment. So well done. Thank you. We're not joking there, Clary. It's taken us six months and of hard work and yeah, nonstop, nonstop tinkering with things that didn't go quite right when we when we moved over. But we're there now, and it's it works very well for us, um, and it links in with our order system as well. We also sell through um, Amazon um, some products through Amazon. And we are looking at other avenues as well. 
for instance, Wayfair and um, Dunelm have also contacted. We're looking at jumping on board with them during the winter months, which is our quieter time. So yeah, it'd be um, be good to sell through them as well if we can. If we can. So would that be a seasonal play for you? So the quieter months you're on those marketplaces, the busier months you're not, or is it just that you've got the time over the winter to get it all set up? Yeah, I mean, in the summer months we double our turnover. Obviously, the garden furniture is a massive thing on our um, selling platform. So um, in the summer months we literally double our turnover. Also, to be honest, Chloe, because I came from a garden furniture background, I started sustainable furniture with garden furniture. So it's more established. You know, we're gradually, gradually catching up with the indoor furniture. But there is still, a, you know, a, a time when we're busy, much busier. And that's obviously the summer and the spring. Um, and then in the autumn and the winter, we can catch up with, you know, the things that we've, you know, we want to do to move the business forward. I always think it's so important to recognise what the seasonality is in your business and to not just because that's when you've got to have stock and that's when you've got to look after the customers, but also to go to not go, right, we're busy over the summer, so let's kick off 20 other projects during the summer. It's it's kind of being kind to yourself by understanding the workload seasonality. Exactly. I mean, to be honest, we haven't got five seconds to do anything during the summer months. We've we've literally just coming to the end of it now. But even, you know, even this this month is still crazy. People are still buying furniture. And we're doing an awful lot of um, commercial orders as well, Chloe. That works well. And, um, you know, it's nice to send, I don't know, 50 chairs or something out to one place. And, and you know, you just have one lot of paperwork. But it does hammer the stock. And, um, you know, that means that then, therefore, you have to order more stock, which is more a loading of more containers, et cetera, et cetera. The story goes on. But yeah, the seasonality is, um, we, we, we definitely try and just concentrate on all hands on deck throughout the summer. And then we can sit back, catch our breaths in September, and then we're back on it with doing all the things that we really want to do to move the business forward. Nice. And now what does that team look like? How many of you are there and what are you all up to? Yeah, we've got 12 in total of us, and that includes me. Um, we've got, I'd say out of those, it's, we've got four girls in the office and seven out in the yard we're a bit light in the yard we really next year we'll be probably taking on a couple more people um, because it is hard going out there and they're all fantastic they're all fantastically members team members Chloe um they're I've got a great team oh you're you're very lucky in that case then I know a lot of people struggle with finding the right people so if you've got the good ones oh hold on to them yeah I know I know it's it's a massive thing. You only are what your business, you know, you only are, well, the business is only what it is if you've got the right staff. It's it's critical and I'm very lucky. And are you managing everything in-house from the pick, pack and dispatch through to getting the marketing and, and getting the sales in? Yeah, absolutely. We do the whole lot. Um, yeah, we've got a, a, a marketing um, social media person who her, her one job is doing that. And then we've got three girls in the office, so we split, we split the things like Wayfair, Amazon, and all those things amongst the other three girls, um, and they manage each sort of aspect. Yeah, every everything literally in house, down to um, stock taking and everything. Nice. And um, I think you actually do some deliveries yourself as well. Yeah, yeah. We have we have um, a fleet of three vans. So we, 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 I would say most most of our furniture does get collected by another local company, Westfield Transport. So, but we tend to send our more fragile, delicate stuff, awkward stuff. 
when there's a lovely a lovely old lady at the end of the phone who's 80 we will um try and do a two-man delivery for for that sort of customer as well so um we have our vans really for the awkward tricky stuff tricky deliveries um and like i said the older folk you know try and try and do a, a two-man service for as well other than that we use um other couriers as well. We use Tufnels and I don't know a couple more other couriers to a lesser extent. But Westfield Transport are a good partner for us, and we palletise an awful lot of furniture and um, send it up the line um, by by pallet method, which is working really well. Finding the right courier for your business is so important in every element of e-commerce. But when it comes to furniture, it becomes extra important because. That's a, it's a difficult delivery and it's an expensive delivery you have to, if you have to do it more than once. But what I, what I love most about what you've just told us there is that your own vans, I was thinking, oh, maybe they're just for things within Cornwall or you know things within 100 miles, but actually you're prioritising it to make your lives easier by either giving great customer service or dealing with the products which are the most likely to get damaged in the process. It's not the way I, I would anticipate people would do it, but it's such a clever way to do it. Is that something you've done from day one or has it been something that's that's evolved over the time? I think after after the first year, I, I you know felt we needed a van and it really was, um, we used to send just one van up the line, you know, up the M4 corridor. But I think increasingly more now, people people want the service as well. You know, they if they're spending... £5,000 on some furniture, they want it delivered in the way that, you know, it's going to be placed properly and be reassured of a good delivery and, uh, you know, a, a good piece of furniture at the end of it. It's very frustrating with couriers, to be honest. Um, like I said, Westfield Transport, I've got no complaints with at all, but other couriers, it's, they just sometimes just don't care. And it's and you can't know which driver, if you're sending something up to Liverpool, you don't know, or some, you know, somewhere that's miles away, you're only down. You're only as lucky as the driver that's delivering. This the standard of delivery driving needs to come up, really. Um, in my opinion, it, it's a shame. It's a shame, but you know it, it does need to increase and, and get better. We do have a, you know some furniture that comes back and that gets broken in 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 carriage, and that generally we um, we make good and we and we sell on eBay um, and we have a sale here regularly once once every Saturday, the first Saturday every month. Um, to try and get rid of our seconds because it is a, it is a problem um, with the courier stuff and it's inevitable you know and you know accidents happen as well I'm not saying it's all done with here Charlie catch this drop you know I'm, I'm not saying it's all like that <laughs> but you know it, that it, it is a it is a massive it is a massive issue for anyone that does an online retailing business um, a massive issue the the damages. Yeah, I think it's it's interesting you mentioned about the returns and selling those through as well because I know a lot of e-commerce businesses and, and retailers certainly you know back ten years ago in the mail order days this was the situation was all the returns from the season would be piled in a corner of the warehouse and dealt with about once every six months or once every twelve months if they didn't quite get round to it during the previous season and that just was something you never could do with furniture because it just takes up so much space so yeah it's something I, I like the fact you're you're tackling it with both the the eBay solution and the come and take it away for us kind of solution just to keep keep the space I guess exactly and also you know it's part of the ethos really you know try and make it better and 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 sell it as a second because you know I, I would hate to just destroy or get rid of um dead stock that um I know that's what a lot of companies do they just stick it in a skip and off they go 
but you know, we, you know, it's very difficult for us to do that. We couldn't, we can't hold with that. So it's a nice way of making something better, given a bargain for someone else, and and getting it, getting it gone. Exactly, it, it helps out on all fronts, doesn't it? It brings some more cash into the business. It keeps you in line with your the sustainable heart of the business, and it's great for those customers who are able to pick up pick up a nice bargain. Exactly, it's a winner for everyone. Absolutely. Exactly. It's a winner for everyone. Absolutely. And I noticed uh, also to, I guess, to help the customers out, you're, you've got the, uh, the buy now, pay later with PayPal running on the website, which is quite, quite new in, in the e-commerce space at the moment in the UK. Not a lot of companies doing that. How are you finding it? Yeah, regarding the PayPal, I think Tamsin here, um, she heads up all of the sales at Sustainable Furniture. She knows more about it than anybody. Um, Tamsin, perhaps you could say a few words about the PayPal. Yeah, so we've been using the scheme for about six months now, I think. And there has been a really good uptake with it. And the great thing for us is that it's all managed by PayPal. So there's absolutely no risk. We get payment straight away. um, And then PayPal takes on the risk. And I think customers have got six months to pay for it. So it's all, um, all automated as well through the website. We don't really need to do sort of any extra work for it. But I think it is bringing in more customers who might not have usually been able to purchase our items. So it's working very well. Nice. And welcome to the podcast, Tamsin. I was wondering whether you'd be joining us or not. So it's cool to have you here with an extra extra bit of insight there. Um, I, I think these one of the things I like beginning of the year when people started adopting these buy now, pay laters, I was kind of is which segment of the customer base and which types of companies are going to bring it on and you know and adapt it and find it works for them and it seems to be actually that it's almost being adopted by every single demographic is using them via the various systems you know the PayPal option the Klarna option it doesn't seem to be hugely demographic specific which i find quite quite interesting i think i think um everyone ha- you know everyone's so familiar with paypal and everyone has massive confidence in it i think that's the point chloe i think it's brought that reliability to it and it doesn't it feels like well it's getting a bit close to the end of the month i still quite fancy getting my garden furniture cuz it's supposed to be really sunny this weekend i'll do the buy now pay later thing whether i'm spending 5 grand or 100 pounds it's um I find it, find it a fascinating part of our e-commerce, but I'm about to go off on one about payment types. So let's avoid me doing that. Let me ask you another question. <laughs> With everything that's going on, everything that's gone over the last 10 years of the business, what do you think is the most awesome thing about sustainable furniture right now? If you want me to be honest, I think I've, I've touched on this um, a moment ago. Um, it's the sustainable furniture team. They're, they're just absolutely phenomenal. They're all very, dedicate, all very dedicated. I love the guys who work for sustainable they're enthusiastic, energetic, get the job done no matter how busy we are. They're all problem solvers and love the whole concept of sustainability passionately. And of course, they're very patient with customers and I, you know, sort of like pride ourselves on giving pretty good customer services, even if I do say so myself. They're um, you know, a credit to the business and um they are the business. The business is nothing without the committed employees that I've got, and I'm very lucky to have them all. And, you know, they, they value our cut. The thing that is great is, to be honest, I mean, obviously, we all love the sustainability thing. That, that's almost like that's, that's stamped on our foreheads. But it's the value of customers as well. They, they, they're so good with the customers. Even the, the guys that deliver, they are so lovely. They'll take a door off and get the furniture in and, oh, I don't know, chuck, chuck furniture over, well, not chuck furniture over the fence, but put it over the, get it over the fence. 
to take a fence down to get the furniture in. You know, they go above and beyond all the team do. And I feel absolutely very lucky to have them. As far as, far as you know, everything else is concerned, I, I just feel, you know, we're all very excited about the future. We're, our turnover goes up year on year. And it's we like we just love working there. You know, I don't think there's a member of staff who doesn't enjoy working at Sustainable. So, Margaret, um, congratulations on achieving that. But I think also there's a lot of listeners going, gosh, I wish I could build a team like that. I wish I wish as a business owner, they wish they could feel the level of passion you've got and, and how much you quite clearly know how important your team is to, to your business. Have you got any advice for anyone who's building their team at the moment of how to, to get the right end result? Yeah, I think don't don't rush and take the first person. And I, you know, a, a lot of our team, you know, what Cornwall's like. It's it's knowing someone else. I think a lot of our, a lot of our team. I mean, for instance, Tamsin. I she was um, about four or five. So you know, I, I've known her and her parents for a long time. And Lee, our general manager, he's the brother of my son's wife. So it's. You, you know these people, you know, generally you know these people and, I, you know, it's, I've been very lucky in that I've had good support in, in the senior positions with people who I know and trust. And when we put out a job, we do advertise on Indeed, but mostly we, we recruit through word of mouth. Oh, do you know? Da, 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 and it goes round and, oh, yes, I know that person. I just, you know, that's how it is. That's how it's been for us. And I think that's worked extremely well. And also, you know, we do, when we do recruit, if we recruit someone from Indeed, which we've done a couple of times, then we just say to them, why don't you come in for a day and see how you feel about it? Don't pack up your job. Just come in for a day or two. You see how you feel about us. We can get an angle on you as well to see where, you know, if we can place you into a position and where you're best placed. And it's quite casual and quite easygoing and it does give people an opportunity to say, actually, no, that's not for me. Or yes, that's phenomenal. That, that, you know, I'd like to be part of you. And, and likewise for us, it gives us an opportunity to really have, it's like the longest interview in the world, two days type thing. But it, it gives us a, a chance to see what they're like as well. I love that. I think that's such a clever way of doing it. Because from, from everything you've said, the culture and the way the team feels feels together and the way it's everyone's pushing towards the same goal is so critical. If you brought someone in cold who who wasn't a good fit, it it could cost you months of sorting that out. So, so to actually say, look, come in and work for us for a couple of days and see how you find it, that's a brilliant way of going, actually, you're perfect, or actually, dear God, no. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> such such a clever way of doing it. And something which anyone in any business can do very, very easily without too much effort. Exactly. And the other thing, Chloe, is that if you get one person in who doesn't fit the dynamics of the business, then the whole, everyone's unhappy. Everyone is, you know, you know, moaning or, you know, you can bring it, you can turn it around as much as it's great now, if you bring the wrong person in, it can really, especially, you know, with a small team of 12 people, you can really mess things up very easily if you're not careful. I remember when um, I hired someone and kept them on for far too long because uh, I thought it was me and that I was the problem that I wasn't managing them right rather than it actually being them. And when they left, the day after, I think every, almost every single member of the team, and there was about eight of us at the time, came to me one way or another and said, 
I'm really glad he's gone. <laughs> and it was like, oh, I wish you guys had told me that three months ago because I'd have, I'd have backed my own gut, stopped doubting myself, and got rid of him then. <laughs> but you, yeah, it, it, it can have such an awful impact, even if they're only ten percent wrong. It's still a huge knock-on on everybody else. That's almost incalculable. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I think really the the team get the team right and you've got the good basis for managing a you know you've got half a chance of being having a successful business. I think that's critical. And you know they're, they're all hard workers, they're all grafters. And Tans Tans in here wants to say something as well, I think. <laughs> I was just going to say I think we've got a really really good bunch of like-minded people here. So even when we are completely manically busy in the busiest week of the summer, we can still all go and get a drink after work on a Friday and have a laugh together and joke about the chaos that's happened over the last five days. And I think that helps with when you go back the next week and it's just as busy with problem solving and just getting things done when you've got a team that works so well together and we all genuinely like each other and get on. E-commerce master plan is supported by some of the greatest companies in the e-commerce sector. Here's a reminder of who they are. Shipping and mailing from your desk has never been simpler. With Sempro Online from Pitney Bowes, it's just click, send and save for as low as $4.99 a month. Send envelopes, flaps and packages right from your desk. And for being an e-commerce master plan listener, you'll receive a free 30-day trial to get started and a free £10 scale to ensure that you never overpay. Save time and money on mailing and shipping with SEMPRO Online. Starting at $4.99 per month, you can also qualify for special USPS rates for letters and priority mail shipping, calculate exact postage online, and do it all by printing from your PC. Go to pb.com forward slash masterplan to access this special offer for a free 30-day trial plus a free £10 scale to get you started. That's pb.com slash masterplan. Experience shipping made simple with a free trial of Send Pro Online from Pitney Bowes. It's time for the Top Tips Round. I love this section because it gives me and our listeners some really quick ideas for taking our businesses to the next level. So, Margaret, the first one is the book top tip. If everyone listening to this podcast agreed to take Friday off and read a book to make their business better, which book would you recommend? I would recommend Anyone Can Do It by Duncan Bannatyne. I read that when I first set up in business and I was so inspired. I absolutely loved it. Nice. I think that's the first time that one's been recommended yeah, I, you know, I, 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 that was a, a good, a good book for me, and a lot of it. The thing that stuck with me really was, if it doesn't go quite right, and if it everything looks like it's against you, plod on, get on, and carry on, and just keep going. And and I, you know, it is true. Anyone can do it. You know, if you've got the determination and the, you know, the ability, you can. Anyone can do it. And you know, the more of the story really is just keep going at just keep going at it. It'll work. Okay. And the traffic top tip, which marketing method do you either prize above all others or think doesn't get the press it deserves? The answer to the question is Google. Google advertising has worked very well for us. But I have to say Bing is coming up through the ranks and as a new player and a cheaper player than Google, I'm hoping that they'll challenge Google and um, Bing will be a good um, a good method for us in the future. We're slightly swinging over to that way. Also, Facebook is a new thing for us as well with Facebook advertising. We're, we're going to be going with that. But Google, I'm, the Google God 
I'm afraid to say, is the thing that's really worked for us and does work for us continually. The tool top tip, maybe a collaboration tool, a social media plugin, a phone app, or just a way of working, is there a cool little tool you use that makes you and your team more efficient from day to day? Yeah, um, our order system is um, cracking. We've got a bespoke order system, which was written um, when I started the business and I've still stuck with the same system. It does everything for us. It's automatically um, brings, you know, we can automatically extract orders from the Magento to side straight onto our order system. It's a stock recording, order management, dispatch management. It's just a good, a good all round tool. Um, but like I said, it, is a, it was a bespoke system written for us. And um, it's a nightmare, really, because, you know, if we want to change anything to it, you know, you really, our techie guy has to really understand the coding and, and do it for us. It's not something that any old Joe can do. But, you know, it, it helps us run, run smoothly. And um, it, it's grown with the business. Uh, we've added things in and, you know, perfected things. And it, it really does work well for us. There was something else that Tamsin mentioned as well about a cool tool. Oh, so um, in the office, we use Todoist, um, which is great because we can all have separate accounts on there and assign tasks to other people um, and easily sort of follow up on projects and collaborations and see where we're at with things. Um, and that works really, really well from us, from our point of view, for trying to stay on top of all of the other projects we've got going on, as well as um, keeping on top of the sales and customer services. So that's a really good place for us all to sort of collaborate together. Awesome. Love it. Two tools there, two great recommendations. Okay. The growth top tip. If you met someone today who's focused on growing their e-commerce business from 100 orders per month to 1000, what would be your number one tip for them? Don't be too keen to grow too quickly. You know, cash flow is, is a cash flow is key. You know, it's all great having a pile of orders, but you've got to produce the goods and get them out and then get stock back on the ground and a company can easily go down by not managing the cash flow correctly. You've also got to get the product out. You know, if you if you're you've, you've got to make sure your logistics are in place. The more you sell, the more you've not got to make sure that you can actually get the product out. Because the last thing you want to do is grow quickly and get a lot of bad press because you've got damages or you've not damages because you've got um, goods not delivered correctly or you know you you haven't got the stock or whatever you know all those things that go on when you sell quickly but you've you've actually got to get the customers you've got to get the goods to the customer as well so it's, it's thinking about everything really I think a gentle gentle growth is much more stable and you'll sleep better at night by having a gentle growth it's a lot more enjoyable too. Um, <laughs> to go back to one of your one of your earlier points about how how it all has to be enjoyable, Margaret. Thank you so much for being on the show. Before we say goodbye, could you please let the listeners know where they can find you and your business on the web and social media, please? Yeah, sure. Thank you, Chloe. Um, our website address is www.sustainable-furniture.co.uk, and you can come and visit us at um, Goonveen Industrial Estate. Um, and the postcode for that is PL267QF. 7QF. Our phone number as well, Chloe, is 01726 Excellent. Margaret, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. And thank you, Tamsin, as well. It's been great getting so much insight into a phenomenal business, I think, and so clear how important that team is to making it enjoyable and successful and into the the great business it is. So thank you so much for sharing that with us today. It's been an absolute pleasure, Margaret Tamsin. Thank you. 
Thank you very much, Chloe. Lovely to talk to you and to your listeners. How awesome to be chatting to someone who has created such a business with such core values around the sustainability piece that was built on what she experienced at another retailer of what customers actually wanted. And then who's built a team who understand those values and who understand the ethos and the culture of the te- of the, the business. Um, and you can tell that's just kind of, when it works, it is quite intangible. You know, it's quite hard to explain, but I loved Margaret's tip about if, if you're in a business where culture is important, which why wouldn't you be and where values are important, why don't you let someone come along and try out being a member of your team to see if it's a good fit before they make the big change before you fully bring them on board and go through all of that process. Such a clever idea. One I think many more of us, me included actually, should uh, should adopt. And then the other part of it was how Margaret was talking about the delivery part, I thought was brilliant. Their own delivery is all about, their own vans are all about getting the right customer service levels. In fact, the couriers they've chosen are all about the customer service levels. So it seems to me that right from the very, very beginning, right from day one, when Margaret had the very first idea of creating the business, it's always been about how to deliver what the customer wants in the best way possible. So I hope you've picked up some tips and ideas from my interview with Margaret there. To get your hands on the notes from today's show, including the top tips, links, and details of related episodes, then head over to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash podcast, where you'll find a link to the show, and that's where you'll find all those goodies. And if you are listening via Apple Podcasts or iTunes, it would be awesome if you could give us some feedback via the review app. I just love reading those reviews and and hearing what you think of the podcast. So please do that. That would be much appreciated. I hope you have a great week. Keep optimizing. Thank you for listening to the e-commerce master plan podcast. Find out more at ecommercemasterplan.com slash podcast.